Welcome, everybody. Welcome, one and all, to another edition of the Alamonte Show Report. I am your host, Donnell Alamonte Morris. I am actually enjoying the cigar, so I'm being kind of a little bit unprofessional with this. But, like they say, the show must go on. But before I get into this piece, I want to thank everybody, everybody, for downloading this show um, and listening. And for those who already downloaded my other um, episodes, thank you so very, 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 very much. I am already up to 133. Without you, this would not be possible. Thank you, thank you, thank you so very, very much. I mean from the bottom of my heart. But one thing is missing. Y'all need to subscribe. If you already subscribed, thank you. But for those who download and have not subscribed, you need to subscribe to my content so y'all can get more of these. Exclusive contents are on the way. Once again, thank you. Excuse me. Sorry about that. Uh, now, let's get into the piece. So this one is going to be very controversial. So I'm going to put out a disclaimer when I say this. What I'm about to talk about, I'm not talking about all you Christians. Because some of y'all are great Christians. I have great friends that are Christians. I'm not taking the white guy saying I got 10 black friends don't make me racist. I'm not taking that take. But I'm going to say as simple as this. If you do not feel offended on what I'm about to say, then this is not pertaining to you. But if you feel offended by anything that I say, this one's for you. Now, my history with Christianity, I grew up in the church. My uh, my uncle and my auntie, when I was small, would take me to church. My um, uncle Mason's house in Mount Laverne's house was basically my second house. I would always go over there, I have fun. But I knew one thing. Sunday, we're going to church. Sunday, we're going to church. Sorry about that, my phone went off. Sunday, I knew we were going to church or any church function. I was going to be there. Period. So, those are things as a small kid that was routine to me. But as I, like, you know, grew older, I started to go to, um, started to go to church, Vacation Bible School. I used to go to there, like, every, around this time, uh, Vacation Bible School was a big thing. It was, for me, it was like 4th of July. Every time it came around, I get to see all my friends again, meet new friends. And we were, you know, you, you it was separated from primary, junior, senior, like something like that. Um, then you got the adults where it was kind of like a Bible school, you know, vacation Bible school, that's what it's called. But it's, it was like that. And then also, as I grew older, I had a friend of mine who got me into going to church every Wednesdays or Tuesdays. And it was mainly a white church. Still remember that pastor, Pastor Bill, wherever he's at, if he's listening to this, that man had changed my life. And I hope wherever he's do at right now, wherever he's doing right now, I hope everything's doing great, everything's doing swell. I hope that he's doing and living a great life. That man had changed my life and all the staff that uh, worked with him changed my life. And I still love him to this day. 
But then my mind started to open up. Then I started to get hip on this thing called Christianity. Where people say pray. Where people start to say, you know, if everything's not going right, always put it in God's hands. And then I started to get consumed with conspiracy theories. Where I started to believe them. Where I believe the music that my people, my ancestors created from the start was this Satan music. And it's crazy. Our own people believe that. And that everything, you know, from what I'm doing here to what we watch was Satan. What's the devil? Now, y'all know, definitely in the deep south, definitely the Bible Belt. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You got that one auntie or that one uncle, or you probably got those both those parents that almost every day, and heaven forbid if they're a pastor or the first lady of a church, oh my goodness, every day, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus is going to make a way. Jesus is going to make things happen. God, if you put it in his hands, everything is going to be great. But I found an alternative. I'm not a practicing Wiccan or pagan, whatever you want to call it. But I started to be, started to, as they say, woke up and smelled the coffee. And that people that are using Christianity are still in the same situation still in the same positions that they are in today. That the same people that still give money to these churches are still living in impoverished areas. Areas full of crime. Have you ever thought about that? Now I'm not just only talking about black churches, I'm talking about churches in general. Where the pastor... And a couple of his deacons, and also the first lady, cars are nicer than yours. More beautiful than yours. I mean, houses, they don't have to pay no rent because the church, your donations, pays for that. And who else knows whatever it pays for? Now you got these mega churches, you got these mega pastors. Who making millions, not a year, but a month. We all complain about Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates, but we got these pastors that are making almost half of what they are. But I'm not mainly going to base it upon that, because that's only part of it. The Christianity that my people and everybody else practice do not understand that it is still coming from the slave masters. Now, I'm trying I'm not trying to go hotel or trying to go all black conscious on you, but it's the truth. If this thing called the Bible and that this Jesus is so loving. Why in the world we're living in the world? where we still 
have evil people winning. Think about that. All y'all like to talk about crime and all this stuff, but y'all say they turn their back on God. What do you mean turn their back on God? I thought God's supposed to love you no matter what. But even in your community and you still got God on your side and you didn't turn your back on him, he's not making anything better in your world. Wouldn't you want to question your God that you pray to? Your Jesus that you want to pray to? If you're coming home every day stressed out, bummed out, pissed off, do you want to question that a little bit? Do you want to be like, it's just like this. If you are a friend with somebody that always say, hey, man, I got this deal for you. Or, or I'm, I'm not going to say this. If you got that friend that always say that he's going to be there for you, he or she going to be there for you. And they're never there for you. Are you still going to consider them as being a friend? Think about that. I mean, literally sit down and think about it. But y'all like, well, don't question God. But if God's supposed to supply you with all these things, why should you question? I mean, and he, and he doesn't give it to you. Why not question it? If you don't give a person that calls you a friend, you said that you cut ties with them because obviously when you need to depend on them and they're not there and you're like, we're not friends anymore but you're not doing the same thing with this entity. Think about that. I don't question him. But you question your friend for all the right reasons. But why not keep that same energy? Well, I got a roof on my head. Yeah, but guess what? Your mortgage is outrageous. And your job is barely paying ends meet. You're barely putting food on your kid's table. Well, at least I got a car. Well, it's barely running. It needs a new transmission. But then your Bible would tell you, be humble. Why would anybody want to be humble in a situation where they know they need to get better? That needs to get better. And you've done everything right. You've been nice to people. You've been cordial. You're the hardest worker, but you still get stepped over. Your job is still not paying you the way that you should be paid. And you did everything in accordance with the Bible. But it still looks like you're not getting ahead. But you you still saying, well, I'm still going to be a good person. You know, it, it, it's going to work out for me. Because God got it. But you still find yourself in the same position that you were last year. And the year before that. 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 But you don't question it. Like that's just crazy to me. Now I'm not trying to tell everybody who's a Christian to stop being Christian. No. You should question. I tell my soldiers all the time. You should question everything. But just think about it. Now, I'm not talking about winning a Powerball or anything like that. When you pray, let's say you pray for a better life. That's all you want. I don't care. I just want 
to live a better life than what I'm living now. Let's say you want a, that nice new house on the corner. But you don't get that house on the corner. Somebody else do. And now you still live in the same dump that you call a home. Now, don't get me wrong. You did the work. You worked overtime. You even did side hustles. You even had to borrow money. Let's say you got approved for a loan to get the home. But somebody else got offered it. Now what? Where was God at? God is good all the time. And I'm trying to figure out when. If he's good all the time, then I should have a smile on my face. Everything that I prayed for, everything that I want, everything that I need should be here in front of me. But I'm going to tell you the issue that y'all do. Y'all look outside yourselves. Way too much. Way too much. Do y'all realize that the kingdom of heaven is in you? People like Reverend Knight, rest his soul. He's been trying to tell y'all that since he was on this earth that the kingdom of heaven is inside you. Y'all just want to be so good and nice and kind and, and do everything that the Bible is telling you just for you to enjoy when you die. Think about that. Why can't you enjoy, enjoy it here? Why can't you enjoy all the things that you want here right now? In the words of Reverend Knight, enjoy it with the ice cream syrup with the cherry on top. Even though I'm not a cherry type of guy, but you, you can catch my drift. Why can't you enjoy that now? I'm going to tell you. Not only do you look outside yourself, but the guy within you, you look at him each and every day in the mirror. That's your God. It's you. And I am figuring that out every day. Because when you pray, you pray with to yourself. You're praying within yourself. You have the power and the ability to make things happen. You, when you say God makes it happen, let me give you an example. God made it happen. It's, I'm not going to try to get too much of a trend. Let me, let me stay on trap more. Stay on trap more. When, when you say God bless me with a job, do God actually have that job waiting for you or you do it yourself? Hey, God bless me with the car. Is it you that either have a home business that's finally making you a lot of money for you to get the car? Did he do that or that was you? Because when people realize the power that they have within their cell, they can move mountains. Now, I'm not going to say it happened on the instant. This is something that you got to do on a daily basis. You got to keep reminding yourself that you are God, that you have the power to do it. Rather than looking outside yourself. And one thing that kills me. One thing that kills me that. Every single one of us, and I'm going to put myself in that category, even though I don't do it no more. We always Thank God and never thank ourselves. 
it's like once again you working hard at your job doing a great job to the point where it got the attentions of the higher ups but you think it's somebody else for the work that you do you're not gonna sit there gonna tell a co-worker who barely puts in the much work that you do because they told you how to work this and work that yes you being nice saying like well it, if it wasn't for such and such you know i wouldn't be able to work all this stuff and all that stuff no thank yourself because at the end of the day you put in the hard work you're the one that paid the cost to be the freaking boss why would you think another entity that didn't put as much work as you did and that was saying go with well, god ain't gonna help nobody if they're not willing to help themselves what you make it sound like i have not lived my life or i have not used my blood sweat and tears to get all the things that i want and to try to change my life what does that mean god ain't willing to help anybody that's not willing to help themselves no that sounds like a lazy person that was willing not to do all the work because they just want to get favors they want to give favors and have somebody else do all the work for them. And y'all have to question that. Y'all have to be like really questioning and looking into these sayings that our folks, our family members been telling us and start to question it. Like, does this really make sense? Is this really how life's supposed to go? And I'm here to tell you, no. No. Your church, your sanctuary is within yourself. When you start knowing yourself, start loving yourself, and start telling yourself you love yourself, and start appreciating yourself much more, your world will instantly change. Trust me, I know. I know. Which leads me to how Christianity has destroyed this whole entire country. I'm going to tell you how. When you got a religion that is a big political base, the big one, the biggest lobbyists in the government, where it has influenced every single politician, both Republican and Democrat, that affects your life, that's an issue. It's supposed to be a separation of church and state. When you hear your representative say, well, the, the Bible have told me and we told me this and this is what we should live by, that's when you should be like, hold up. Stop. Don't infringe your Christianity on me. And then when it disrespect other religions like the Muslim community that follows the Quran, people don't understand when you sit there and talk bad about the other religions, you are just as bad. Now, don't get me wrong. The Quran, the history of the Quran has blood trails through it too as well because the same thing Christianity is doing over here in the, here in the United States, they're doing it over there. 
and Christians don't come at me. Well, they're killing Christians over there every day. I can care less about that with all due respect. Wrong. Should not be happening. I'm talking about here in this country. Because while they over there killing them with guns and knives and also with laws, Christianity is doing the same thing, but in politics, with laws and policies. And realize that the text, okay, they switched from the new, uh, from the from the Old Testament to the New Testament. People don't realize that King James was a freaking womanizer, and all the other prophets that wrote in that book weren't great people at all. But y'all still follow it. The same Bible that was used to keep black people, keep slaves enslaved and that you got definitely southern baptist church which has got racism rooted within their ranks with the baptist and methodist they are still using the same text and is involved in politics Now you got a freaking head coach. Well, he's not a head coach. Who's from here in this area, from Bremerton, who went to the Supreme Court because he wanted to do his freedom of religion in the middle of the freaking field to do a prayer after a game. And I promise you, he forced players or it built up an atmosphere where the players had no choice but to because they're going to receive scrutiny after. Trust me, I know that type of environment. Like, that's one thing that I did not like about the episode in um, that Netflix series, um, Last Chance You. I believe it was the first season where one of the assistant coaches was reading Bible passages to his players to get them ready for a game. To tell you the truth, he may seem like the most nicest guy, and that's how they get you because they, they are nice to you at first. But if I was a player on that team and seeing him read the passage, I would literally fall asleep. I would literally excuse myself, pretend that I'm taking a huge squat, and then come back into the meeting when he's done reading the bubble. I'm here to look, look at plays. And another thing. I also hate prayers before game. Hear me out, people. Hear me out. I'm going to tell you why. Football is a barbaric game where it takes no mercy. It's, it is the closest thing to war. It is the closest thing to war minus guns and bullets and knives. Physical contact. Players after a game feels like they just got out of 16 car accidents and survived each and every one of them. Team on the other side of the ball wanting to knock your lights out 
the other ones want to score a touchdown. Offense and defense. Why in the world would you want to pray? Well, I want to pray for the safety of the players. But do the players always come back safely? Think about it. Because if I was a head coach, I would tell my players to be savages. We're not going to pray. I want you to get in that mindset. That's the enemy over there. They're trying to stop your dreams. They're trying to stop you from being great. They are coming to our, coming to our house, and they're destroying our house. I want you to stop a mud hole in their asses and win this fucking game. I don't care if you knock their lights out that they're not getting up. We're going to show them that we mean business and that we're here to win. And we will do nothing better but to hand you this L. That's what I be telling my players. Because if football, football is a ruthless game, you got to match it. I'm not here to pray and sit there, well, Lord, pray for giving us strength to win this game. Because guess what the other team's doing? They're doing the same exact thing. I want my players to go out there as ruthless monsters. Show no respect. Show no mercy. Show no remorse. And I promise you, I promise you, you got head coaches out there like that, and that's why they continue to win championships. They keep that religion mess off the field, even in the locker room. But now religion is almost in every freaking thing. Christianity is in every damn thing. It's like you can't get away from it. Like the one thing that I'm so sick and tired of, even though they're Jehovah Witness, but they still follow the Christian, follow the Bible. They just read in a certain way, or they got their different version of it. Is when they knock on the door and they be like, "Hey, uh, you want to come to Bible study?" No, I'm good. I'm I'm busy, and I shut the door. Christianity has became the fabric of America. But they're trying to cut it as a clean cut religion when it's not. Because when have Christianity ever helped black people or any other ethnicity that calls themselves a Christian? Literally think that. Really think that. It's in your politics. It's on TV. And they sit there and say the reason why this country is falling apart because God is, they're taking God out and they talk about Christmas even though God wasn't born in December or near Christmas. That Christmas is just another capitalistic freaking holiday to make money for all the big corporations. Like really, ladies and gentlemen, think about it. Black folks, they are Christians. Remember Lake Lanier? That haunted lake that nobody, if you have common sense and use critical thinking, you stay clear away from. 
Did you know that there was a thriving black community that used to be there? Not only that it used to be there, the people were ran out, killed of that community. And it's a man-made lake. Yes. You probably, yes, if you're saying more, you are literally saying that this is a once a black thriving town on the water. That's what I'm telling you. And I guarantee you, rest their souls. I guarantee you, they were Christians and they had black churches. Where was God then? And I guarantee you, they were definitely with it being back in the day. They were the type of parents. If you say anything about God, remember they said, don't play with God. After during the storm, y'all know y'all got that um, grandma or that mom that be like, hey, stop playing with God. Stop playing. Definitely in the storms, they tell you to stay still. And if you didn't, they will pop you in the mouth. Or sometimes daddy will punch you in the face like you're a damn man. Doesn't matter if you're a girl or a boy. Where was God then? Look at what happened to all the chocolate cities. Black Wall Street's by, I call them Chocolate City. Look what happened to all of them. Think about that. Where was God? How about this? If God was so loving and so caring, why are we finding out this history now? If God is loving and all-knowing and he's such a great person or a great entity, you would think that he would give that information to you and that it should be known already. It will already be in textbooks. Critical race theory will not be an issue. Everybody would learn from the history, right? Oh, no. Y'all really look at what happened in Jim Crow. Look what really happened with Jim Crow. You had a lot of white folks back in the day, and some still believe this. That it was God's work what happened during that time. That God destined the races to be separate but equal with quotation marks. And then we have our own people that sit there saying, well, you know, Jesus was black. But read me this, Batman. That same black Jesus didn't save you. From all the scrutiny that you go through every day. Well, Jesus was going through the same thing. Not according to the Bible. Because Jesus was living it up. Jesus' life wasn't all that freaking hard. Until the later portion of his life. What's the story of Jesus is mainly in question. But other than that, even the black Jesus, did it stop Eric Gardner from getting killed? Sandra Bland from getting killed? George Floyd from being killed? Trayvon Martin from being killed? That black Jesus stepped in and put his magic and prosecuted those freaking police officers or gave 
the freaking officers the crime the the freaking punishment that they deserve yeah come back to me with that you can sit there and you could talk about and put up theories about Jesus being black or white I'm telling you here neither one of them have not helped you out And now that they're using the Bible to go to these laws and we forget about all the other religions that we have here in this country. It's like, if you're not Christian, you're the enemy. The reason why we got these stupid type of laws nowadays that's destroying the fabric of this country is because of the Bible. Because we allow these conservative Christians to come into politics and make these rules. But since you're a Christian, you're like, you know what? I'm going to agree to disagree. You do what you want when you should have been questioning them and stopping them from the start. Christianity has evolved. And if y'all don't wake up and realize that Christianity is destroying the fabric of America. We probably going to have a pastor that is a hardcore Christian. Be the president of the United States. And we going to be going through what their kids, definitely in the Bible Belt. Going to go through these strict conservative laws and policies in the way of life. Do y'all want that? Where women going to have to wear freaking dresses all the damn time, have to have a hair in a certain way. They have to basically stay in the house and cook and lay down and have babies. Men, men have to carry themselves a certain way and probably going to force everybody to have freaking religious texts in every school and probably going to make it freaking mandatory to people to read the damn Bible in their own home. Do y'all really want that? Because y'all want to talk about the Illuminati and what's running the country and all that stuff. They're the ones that's really running it. They're the ones that are pushing all these policies. You want to know why these policies are, are watered down when it comes to groups like the LGBTQ and all that stuff? It's because of them. Oh, yeah, LGBTQ, they get their stuff. Like I always say, they got super fat, super fat, super fat. But their laws are watered down because of the Christian lobbyists that are in Congress. That is in government. Look it up. There's a documentary on Netflix about these uh, Christian groups, these Christian lobbyists. This Roby Way is only just a start. It's only just a start. This ain't no conspiracy, y'all. Get out the freaking conspiracy and understand who's really running this country.
or at least part of the ones that's running this country. And they are number one. Look them up. I do not want to live in a Christian-led country. But it is coming a reality. A nightmare that's becoming a reality. And if they wanted to, they can legally ban other religions if they wanted to. Now, a lot of y'all Christians probably still say, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. But be careful. Because there's different type of Christians. You got the Mormons. The Baptists. The Methodists that I was telling y'all about. And there's so many others. So y'all may be clapping a sub right now. But who knows? It could be the Methodists. And everybody else are gone. Now y'all got to do it the Methodist way. Now you got to do the Methodist teaching of the Bible. So I won't be clapping too hard. This country should be ran by politics, policies of what is affecting the country, what's affecting the American people, businesses, infrastructure, all that, not based upon the Bible. People live and die by the Bible and don't even ask the question why they do. And with so much trouble that's going on here, the easiest thing people say, you turn your back on God. What do you mean turn your back on God? Once again, if you understood two things, if you understood that the God's in you is the God that you need to worry about and that's the God that you look at every single day, you'll be straight. It will change your life. And two, why turn it back on the entity when it haven't proven to do all these things that it said. Just like a car salesman, he got to sell you the truck, right? Yes, obviously, you love the F-150 because of the F-150, but the salesman got to pitch you to buy it. Got to go more than just your love for the F-150. He's going to sell you what's in it, what it does, what this new model does. Look at the other models we have. Salesmen. You got to show me the money. You got to show me the money. And that's me being fair. Show me the money. I can't turn my back on you when you haven't proven anything to me. This country is falling apart because and in spite of Christianity and of their God. It sounds more of get down with the program or you could get left behind. Or maybe even worse, punished. So here's my solution to all of this. Let me just go ahead and sum up all the things that I just said. 
I know NASCAR still does it. But this is what I'm going to say. If it was up to me, keep your religion to yourself. Don't come to me, have you accepted God as your... No. Keep that to yourself. Talk to me like a human being. Let's talk about things that we can control, things that we see every day. Not some entity that I'm going to have to look up in this thing called the Bible to figure out what the hell you're talking about. Let's talk about real things that's going to affect our lives. Like, how are you doing? Are you doing fine? Are you doing great? Sporting events. Sporting events. Like, when I was saying if I was a head coach, that's just me. But the coaches, no matter they're a head coach or an assistant coach, should not force a kid, a player, to pray. That should be by choice. Now, I understand that the coach has to create an environment that is within his control. But that right there should not be part of it. Definitely, if you got a kid of a different religion, you should not force that kid to deal on one knee and you sitting there saying the Lord's Prayer when they're not a Christian. That's when parents should put their foot down and be like, no. We can go to a different school or different school, definitely a rival school to whip your ass if you don't stop forcing my son to pray. I know this is your football team. You got to set the tone. You got to create the environment. But that right there is not what we, that's not what we're going to do. That prayer should not be in schools at all or freaking anything dealing with religion should not be a part of curriculum in schools. I don't even believe that they should be Christian religion based schools. Or churches. I mean, not churches. Schools or universities. None. Whatsoever. Being educated on the Bible is not going to help you get a business in life. Or help you in life to make a living. Not at all. Unless you go to a Christian-based business. What is... Learning about Jesus in depth going to help me to pay the mortgage. What is that going to do for me applying for a job? What is that going to help me to understand politics? All their funding should be cut. Because all it's doing is just influencing and pushing the narrative of Christianity even more and solidifying it in today's society. Do away with them all. Christianity should only go as far as the church. 
And most of all, keep religion out of freaking politics and out of the freaking Congress chambers. And my phone is going crazy. Um, yeah. Out of it. Period. Christianity should not go no further than that. Now, if they want to have a festival or, or organization like that, that's that's cool. Just as long as within church, within the church grounds. They shouldn't go no further than that. NASCAR, I love you, but I, I don't see the point of having the pastor just pray over the cars when they already they already got a freaking outreach at every track. They got outreach at every track. Why the flip do you want to bring the pastor on the freaking track to do a whole prayer for everybody? Y'all can pray on your own. Y'all can pray on your own. Period. But that's just me. But those are my solutions that I can offer. But the power that Christianity has is only going to get worse. And y'all need to wake up. Period. Y'all need to wake the fuck up. Because if y'all don't wake up, y'all don't wake up, y'all waking up. When eventually you wake up, you're going to wake up into a nightmare. Definitely if you're not a Christian. Definitely if you believe in another religion. Because any day now, they can outlaw and ban other religions. Mark my words. Roe v. Wade, like I said in my last, um, in my previous podcast, I said that it's only the tip of the iceberg. This is only the tip of the iceberg. Mark my words. Heed my warning. Christianity got a lot of power that y'all don't even know about. They got a whole lot of power. And if they can make a law or policy today, it can happen. Snap of my finger. And understand that they have their hands in everything. But now it's our job is to smack that damn hand and be like Christianity, just like everything else. Keep your ass in the church and don't go no further than the church grounds. We don't need no education on it. We don't need you in our politics. We don't need you in our sports. We don't need you in any damn thing or in our way of life. And I'm not talking about a way of life behind closed doors. I'm talking about the way of life with everybody else. So if other religions don't have that luxury, Christianity should not neither. But it's been like this since the start, and Christ the Bible have not changed since the freaking New Testament. 
But until y'all realize that God and you, I'm telling you, your life going to change. And that you realize the Bible is only good for decorations. Even though they got some good text, text up in there. Inspirational text, but that's about it. The rest of it is contradictory of other stories. And have a womanizer up in there by the name of King James. And next time when somebody say, well, the reason why this country is this te terrible is because they turned their back on God. You just looked them up and down and be like, I never turned on myself. Who are you talking about? My God is here. My God is me. And we've been here. I've been here. What God are you talking about? And that would do it for me, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, once again, if you're a Christian and you didn't feel no offense to what I had to say, then this wasn't even for you. But for those who feel offended, yes, this was for you. And that would do it for me, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, I want to thank everybody for downloading this show and downloading my other uh, previous episodes. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. I love you all so very, very much. And most of all, don't forget to subscribe so you can get exclusive content from here, which I am working on exclusive content. But you will be notified when I upload more content. But y'all, thank y'all so very, very much. Y'all all have a good one. Love y'all. Bye. -bye.